0: All right, welcome back to Fortitude, everyone. I am JW, and I'm sitting next to my partner, Brenton the Pain. Pain.
1: Yes, thank uh, you.
0: That's my new name for him. I uh, we have a great guest today. Before we get to that, my partner has requested a few minutes of time. Not sure why, but my I'm obligated by our agreement to allow him these certain little uh, special times for him. So. Britton, without further ado, you have the floor.
1: I would just like to let the audience know that I am currently under a conservatorship with J.W. Similar to Brittany, he has controlling everything in my life, including my outgoing calls, my texts, my emails, and I would just ask that we start a free Brinton campaign.
0: Our guest is just rubbing his eyes. Like, what is he doing here? <laughs> he it just will get better. I promise. The shade of red. He's going. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, if that's really what you want, Brendan, we'll find a solution somewhere. <laughs> there is an answer there somewhere, but thank you for your time. You're Anything welcome. Anything else you need to share? No, back to the show. Okay, back to the show. Um, before we get to our guest, you can find us, Brenton and myself, if you so, so choose, um, on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FortitudeFW, and you can contact us with any problems with Brenton's or his comments at Podcast at dot Yes. And our website is fortitudefw.com. And so we check that 24 7, that email. Or t- every 24 days, <laughs> one of the two. Um, our guest today, Brenton, is a man who needs a little introduction, but we will do so anyway. His name is Victor Vandegrift. Thank you, Victor, for being here today. We appreciate your time. Great to be here. Victor, you, uh, you're, you're, you and your family have a long standing legacy in this, in this town, Arlington, Fort Worth, Texas, all around Austin. Uh, before we get into the really juicy stuff, where did you grow up? <laughs> I grew up in Arlington, Texas. In Texas, high school, high school, Arlington High. I'm proud, Colt. Very nice, very nice. When did uh, when did your career, as we put, there's it goes in a, in a vast array of places. When did your career really take foot in your
2: in your life? Well, it's been a varied career. Um, I uh, was a lawyer and still am, and started that way in the professional world, and then. Pivoted fairly quickly into the uh, retail automotive world. I was a car dealer for a number of years, an a, a executive in a larger company that acquired my dealership group and remained with them until just a couple of years ago uh, in various capacities. Uh, and somewhere along the way, I uh, got into my version of public service, which was a series of appointed positions that led me through first Arlington and then the region uh, and then to the state of Texas at two of the state agencies. Yes, sir. Thank you very much.
1: Yes, and thank you for serving in those capacities.
2: Go ahead, Britton.
0: Okay. So
2: um,
1: (laughs) all of them were transportation related uh, for the most part.
2: Yeah, all for the part. And they they, they were all transportation related. Clearly there's a
1: theme there in the background and, um, you know, not just coming from your professional life. Is there something that fascinates you about just kind of infrastructure in general? And as have you seen Arlington grow and knowing the need for it? Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
2: Well, in terms of the infrastructure side, it really kind of went full circle in my life. I've always been interested in in um, data and the analytical uh, aspect of that and what's your plan? How do, how do you get the best bang for the buck of what you invest? And how do you do the best and most for the people that you're serving and whether that was in the car business and customers or clients in the car, in the uh, law firm, or uh, obviously uh, in a broader sense, those that are in the transportation world, you, you want to uh, make the dollar stretch and get the most benefit for them. Surely.
1: Did you learn that from somebody perhaps? Huh. Uh...
2: <laughs> well, it, you know, the interest in all that obviously came naturally because of my family being in the car business before me, I ended up being a fourth generation car dealer. So that clearly was in the blood and uh, the transportation side, my father cut his teeth. Uh, He was the original Colt Toll Road guy when he promised General Motors back in the early 50s when they elected to come here that there was a great new uh, interstate plan between, they didn't call them interstates in, but road plan between uh, Dallas and Fort Worth. And the only problem was there really wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he convinced the legislature, Governor Alan Shivers, uh, to uh, pass a uh, legislation that allowed for the first toll road. And that uh, was approved in, in 53 and opened up uh, shortly thereafter. A couple of years later, they could build roads a lot faster then than they can today. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's obviously this, the I-30 today. And he was long enough in office that he became the original anti-toll guy. And uh, mm-hmm. um, so he was both. And and uh, that happened in the early 70s and it resulted in the tolls being taken off in, when the bonds were paid off in 1977. And my dad promptly retired from office after that. Nice. So ah. <clears throat> so we
0: know him as Mr Arlington but what you obviously he was your dad what what was it like growing up with with Tom as a as a
2: father uh he was a great guy he was as good in private as he was in public um never lost his temper he was he had kind of a voice of god as a lot of people used to say Jim Reeves in particular from the star telegram mm-hmm. and he uh, every time he spoke even in private you you just you felt like that uh, a lot of wisdom there uh, a lot of thought and he really really cared about people i think that's why he had such a good reputation is that he was good with the little stuff he would would help his constituents whether it be in the city or the county that he later was a part of or even his brief time in congress
0: how did you first learn your uh, trade as as a car salesman did you start on the floor doing <laughs>
2: <laughs> no uh my my training was a little bit different in that um i i did not necessarily grow up in the business i i started as a lawyer and jumped in because of a special need in the late eighties. It was a tough time for the car business. And my father uh, would be the first to tell you that he was maybe the third generation car dealer, but uh, he was the least of us that Mm -hmm. uh, enjoyed that. My grandfather and great grandfather before him. And, um, got in to really kind of help us get through a bad time. Uh thought it was a short-term gig, found out I liked it and the rest was history. So oh, wow. I apologize. I got
0: those two switched. I know you were an attorney first, but I was wondering if you had somehow learned how to sell cars like like maybe your 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 family had.
2: Never never did that okay. uh at any point until I actually jumped in the business. Beautiful. Uh,
1: um so in Arlington, if we can talk about just kind of growing up there and kind of the public figure that your dad was not only on the private side but the public side. Um was that was that good for you in growing up? I mean, did you did you enjoy that or did sometimes it feel like, nah, I don't I don't want to be known this way that kind of thing? Cuz your dad was a public figure as well. I mean, being in Congress and the county judge too, right?
2: Yeah, those those came later, but um uh, he was the mayor of Arlington, Texas for the first 20 years of my life. Right? Okay. So, um that was just a part of my life. I never knew any different. The the one influence of all that though is that I figured out early on that he didn't get paid for being mayor. That's not exactly true. They paid him $20 a a a, a meeting. Mm-hmm. So he got a little bit of money, but that didn't seem like much. And so, but I liked what I was around all that time, uh, particularly the big stuff I got a chance to see, like when he got the uh, Washington senators to move here. Yeah. I was a teenager at that point. Uh, so I decided I really wouldn't mind being in government service. And I, the, my degree was actually in public policy from the University of uh, Southern California, go Trojans. Nice. Uh, yeah. And uh, I got to plug them. And, uh, well, not so much at the moment. They're not doing so well. But <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll be low on that one. But um, uh, I, I found out that city managers got paid. Mm-hmm. That's what I really intended to start out doing. I wanted to be in public policy and, and be on the, the side where you got paid for doing it. Oh, not, sure. Not, not from the volunteer aspect. So. Oh, yeah.
0: Very good. Um, we, we can move on now to – I'd like to talk about your – Time as an attorney. Uh, can you take us through some of the maybe the work you did there and then how that progressed into the next chapter in your life?
2: Well, it was it was it was very brief. I actually worked for uh Kelly Hart and Hallman uh-huh. uh when they were here, I was there for three plus years and uh was an associate there, an attorney and uh was in the trial section there and enjoyed doing that. That's the other part. I decided that the lawyers made more money than city managers, at least professionally. Oh, so, yeah. so I went to that and I loved talking. You can't tell that, can you? And uh, so, uh, I really enjoyed that, but there really was the opportunity slash need uh, to to jump into the the family um, uh, business to to see what could be um, uh, kept on and moving forward, and, mm-hmm. and um, found out I liked it. The rest is history. They 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 kept a seat open for me for a while, but uh, after a couple of years, it was pretty clear I wasn't coming back. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh. So then you go
2: into. Um... Your first gubernatorial appointment comes pretty quickly after that? No, I started if I I got into public work, honestly, if you can call it that. My brand was appointed uh, positions. It really was in the city of Arlington, as you Mm -hmm. would expect, where Mm -hmm. I lived. I got appointed to some committees and um, then Mayor Bob Cluck uh, really took a liking to me. I was pretty blunt. He was very blunt. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a a good relationship. So he appointed me to a series of things to try to uh, help uh, get proper policy in that positioning between appointed positions and elected positions they're in charge Yep, and uh, learned that early. And uh, so I, uh, I guess my biggest role there was to chair the, or be on and then chair the planning and zoning commission, chaired it for about four years, I think. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah. then when did the NTTA come along? Cause that was the first one, right? <laughs> yes. For, from that, the state that was level?
2: That first on a, oh, that was a regional level. And mm-hmm. uh, really I owe all of that to judge Whitley who continues to appoint me to things, mm-hmm. including the, the uh, Tarrant <laughs> County bond initiative that we'll talk about in a bit. So that, um, uh, he he. As with everything I've ever done with him, he's never really asked me. He just appointed me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember when I when I took that call, uh, I was on the deck of the USS Arizona in Hawaii. Oh wow. On a trip with the family, and I see that you know Judge Whitley's called me on the phone, and he's about six months into the job at that point as yeah. the county judge, and so he had an assignment for me and. I really didn't know much about NTTA, but being honest, I, by that time I was with a large car company that had acquired me and I was mm-hmm. working essentially as a chief operating officer for them. So getting all these dealerships positioned and built in Texas. And I just figured that's a good way to learn out why we couldn't get roads built to our dealership. So that's yeah. how it started. And So uh,
1: did you look at the phone and think maybe I should take this or maybe I shouldn't take this? No, was there I, ever I, that hesitation? No, I, I
2: knew the judge well enough and was a good friend. I was actually his treasurer in his first campaign and he's never taken me off of that. So. Yeah. I guess I've always been there. And um, uh, so I didn't know what the call was going to be about, of course, but I took it. Did he come directly after your dad? He did. Okay. He did. He was on the commissioner's court. And uh, when my dad announced in December, I think that was of... 05 that he was going to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the first person that endorsed Glenn Whitley. And clearly Ever,
1: he made an oath with your father to just continue to appoint you to things <laughs> without <laughs> well, asking.
2: My dad never appointed me to anything. So <laughs> therefore he he broke whatever oath that was. But I think they thought that the the spell was broken, so to speak. And since my dad wasn't there, they could appoint me to anything they <laughs> yeah. wanted.
0: Anything on yeah. the NTTA during your tenure that you were, we, we could talk about? What about that, this road
2: right here? I, know, well, I would like Absolutely. to talk more
0: about that. You talked about...
2: Some- yeah, well, you know, I... I uh, Really, my t service was it was the most crazy, the most hectic of anything I served on of the the, the three big uh, uh, transportation entities. But I, I've often said that I had my most fun there. I, I first off I learned a lot about it. I I yeah. I, I, I uh, at that point I was a neophyte in transportation policy and and learning about the toll roads. And it, it, we kind of come full circle because at that point, really the only way we were in in coming into and, and heading out of a uh, deep trough that, that happened right around the 2008 if you mm-hmm, recall mm-hmm. and uh, I got appointed in August of 07 um, uh, and really the only entity that had any money because they could borrow it and put it on roads was was the toll authorities yeah. and there were only two that had significant dollars and that was uh, Hectra which is the entity in Houston and then of course NTTA up here so we were the focus of a lot of attention statewide mm-hmm. on us and whether it was the people wanting to build them, design them or ride on them. And uh, we also were, we went from, it was real easy and really easy accounting and accounts receivable were non existent. Because when you put those coins in the bucket, mm-hmm. of course, you had long lines waiting people to go through and mm-hmm. started, we were still doing that. But fairly quickly, we went to all electronic tolling. Yeah. And there was chaos over that. As any new technology runs out, rolls out, you end up having problems. And so mm-hmm. we got scoff laws and then you'd, uh, we had no real tools to collect. So we, Bludgeon people to death with administrative fees and Dave Lieber attacked us all the time in the Dallas oh, yeah. Morning News. And, yeah. and uh we were at war at, at times with Text out over who was going to do what. Um uh but through that, I mean great people that I serve with, great staff. Um uh without a doubt the closest person I'm in the my transportation world that I was with on the car side. I mean on the road side the car side was a bit different, but it was Paul Wageman who was the yeah. chair for most of my time there. He's a great friend. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I've got some uh, good memories of him. He, he was uh, he was not shy mm-hmm. uh, uh, about voicing his opinions or his displeasure. Uh, and uh, I found myself uh, in an ironic position of being the moder- moderating voice sometimes. I was his vice chair for much of that time. So, But we got a lot of things done. But the uh, probably the most pivotal thing was on this road that we're on or near is that uh, there are nine people on NTTA then and now, uh, two each from Colin, Denton, tarrant and, and uh, dallas county and then one gubernatorial appointee and at one point Dot was telling us we had an interesting situation dot had a great credit rating and because we'd done this what's now the sam rayburn tollway we had no cash um, i'm sorry we had cash because we could we the tolls we had collected but we had no credit rating because we would used it up on that road and um and that's a simplest way of working at it we obviously had credit and they obviously had sure. cash but not enough to do that so we we're gonna merge forces, but the commission wanted us to do only one of those roads and they would do the other. And honestly, you you if you're the toll authority up here, the last thing you want to do is to let somebody else do a toll road up here. So right. that was but at the same time, if we're only gonna do one, um, we had a bit of a face off over that. And um, I had five votes and the two from Tarrant County, the two from Denton County, uh, and the gubernatorial appointee. And Colin and and Dallas County were aligned the other way. And again, we were all friends. Sure, we all wanted to do sure. both both roads. We we wanted to do both roads, but if we were going to have to choose, and and we never voted in public on that. That just became, at a at a committee meeting, it became apparent that it was five four. Um, and my my friends in Arlington, where I lived and and where I was from, were not happy about that. That I would not vote. For, everybody thought I'd vote with that, but I said. Last time I checked, I'm a Tarrant County appointee, and the only road that's in Tarrant County is Chisholm. And the two two roads, ironically, uh, 161 started off better, but over a 50-year period of time, they were almost identical in the revenue they would bring in. So Mm -hmm. that being the case, um, if you're going to pick, I had five votes. But fortunately, it didn't come to that because the governor Perry said... NTTA should do both. So he deserves credit for that. So we
0: we did both. Why, why would people vote against this? What were some of the consensus on we,
2: that? Well, no, they weren't voting against it. The, the The vote was if we could only do one of those two roads. Which one? Which one. First. And, and naturally, you would think that the Western folks would vote for the one closest to them mm-hmm. and vice versa. And the gubernatorial appointee would decide it. But the reality was most people thought I would vote. 161 because that's was the road closer to you too right Fed right into the ballpark yeah uh, that was or the and particularly cowboys they were building the stadium <laughs> there AT&T Stadium as it became known as but fortunately it didn't come to that and it it very much was a challenge behind the scenes uh, uh, you know I certainly heard a lot from a lot of people but it it was really uh, all about your Tarrant County appointee that's what you do I mean, well, thank
1: you for doing it because yeah. it's a well, great road. And it turns and, out it
2: didn't become necessary because we got both roads. They yeah. both got built. Right, right. Everybody's happy. Yeah. You made a comment
0: about your dad not wanting toll tollways or being kind of anti, maybe if that's the wrong word, but th- does that ever factor into your thinking and doing these projects?
2: Yeah, I, I will tell you, I'm glad you brought that up because the, the, the challenging thing, and I'll never be able to repair that, is so then... Um, I'm named to the tollway thrower. I don't ask him about that. I mean, at that point, gosh, I was almost 50 years old. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't ask my dad. Yeah. And he had recently retired. And um my mother called me and asked me, said, I think you really need to come by and see your dad tonight. Because they were, uh, that, that announced it and and it was in the papers and a little story about me, not much in my background at that point other than the car business. Uh, so I did. And um, I noticed when I got there, he had this round table in front of him. And he had the paper very neatly folded where the only thing you could see was this little article showing, I mean, a little bitty thing showing that I'd been appointed to NTTA. And we talked about everything for a few minutes. You know, he's a great politician, even with his children. And um, <laughs> uh, and then he finally got to the point. And he says, say in that deep voice, do you know my history with toll roads? Yes, sir. I certainly do. And um, he said, and, and I see that you... Been appointed to the North Texas Tollway Authority. Is that true? Yes. And he told me nothing good ever happened to anybody that was with a toll road. Mm. So he really said that to me. Oh, and wow. uh, um, I don't know that he ever was happy with me over that. Um, um, unfortunately, he passed away before I got appointed to the Transportation Commission. Oh, well, yeah. I was about I'd to like say, to think yeah. Evened it out,
1: but I don't know. I'll never know. No, but I think that that did kind of go, I mean, not to go against his words, but it yeah. did prompt you know prompt you up to text. And that's people don't understand how much influence and money and the kind of machine that that is. And so that was a a real high appointment as well. So maybe you can take us through that a little bit, your appointment there, and just some of the things you worked on then.
2: Well, it it was an honor to be there. Um, You know, I spent six years at NTTA and then part of the time was concurrent, but uh, well, really the whole six years was NTTA and part of it concurrent also with my service on the Department of Motor Vehicles as their inaugural. We created that out of mm-hmm. nothing, and literally I led the charge to do that. We were, from the car business side, uh, the car industry was the back end of the bus of tech TxDOT. We were literally in the, on the org chart, the motor vehicle industry and all of its divisions um, were in the, uh, a part of the org chart that was, it was support services other. That was the name, support services other. So we were with the rest stops, the travel bushers, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and which we mean we never really got in front of the commission for anything. It just kind of things perpetuated and the lack of funding. And it wasn't that they didn't care about it. It just it wasn't naturally the highest priority. Mm-hmm. And, and um, uh, uh, so Governor Perry let me, through the commission, have uh, the ability to study our future and there we were going through text i was going through sunset review so we created the DMV and uh it was really a great success continues to be um since its inception in um uh, november of 2009 is when it started and i remember they assigned me an office early cuz i was appointed right out the shoot so i had about 6 months before there's anybody else mm-hmm. and was working with the then divisions of text dot moving over so i went to the office i had been assigned and um it was literally a closet a, a um, they had um, the text dot Senior executive director, um, great friend as he became, uh, assigned me as a practical joke, a closet. Who was it? Amadeo? Mm-hmm. Amadeo was the executive director mm-hmm. and everybody claimed that that was a complete mistake, but I thought it was beautiful. Somewhere I've got a picture of me standing there with my first office. Uh uh-huh. Um, but anyway, I, that service, um, the two of those ended when in the middle of February in 2013, Governor Perry asked me to move to the transportation commission. Mm, right during the session, yeah. huh? right, uh, right before those, the session, yeah. um, he, uh, 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 Bill Meadows was, uh, he was a great friend. I've known him because his wife was one of the, uh, associates with me early on in the firm there, Patty. And so I'd known him since the early eighties and, uh, it was both a pleasure and a pain to, uh, succeed him for a variety of reasons. But, um, <laughs> Then uh, mostly good. Yeah, uh, uh, but um,
1: that was a very political k- way of saying that.
2: That was yeah, great. That, that's that's. <laughs> hey, I, I was Tom Vandergriff's son, so I learned a few things. Yeah. But anyway, we uh, um, unfortunately I was my mother's son too, and she was very blunt, so mm-hmm. I've got both. But, um, and so then I went to the commission, and in, in um, I didn't actually move there because of some DMV things until May of that year of thirteen. But that I went to the commission. Okay. So you there. describe some of the more difficult?
0: Things you've had to deal with at the commission.
2: Uh, well, I I, I think there, there were there were a few that were challenging. Um, but but I uh, I want to say that the things I remember the most are just the great things that we got a chance to do and be involved in. Um, I really, Textot was, and I said this once in a public speech that when I when I went there, honestly, I was a very unlikely person to be there because I had. Uh, been at NTTA and we'd essentially been at war with them at times uh, friendly but still at war and then um, when I was at the DMV we'd, we'd essentially broken off and created a new agency out of divisions that were theirs and the I think the rank and file that were in the road divisions which were the vast majority probably didn't care much about it but some of the senior management did that was there uh, so I think people probably thought I was Darth Vader walking in uh, compared to uh, them and I thought, you know, they were the the uh, um, death star. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had some misperceptions of each other that, uh, honestly, over the years, those changed. I mean, terrific people, terrific programs. Um, the commission has a hard job to do way more projects than they have money to, mm-hmm. to fit. And priorities change over time. We were a pro-toll place when I started in transportation, and we were not so pro after that mm-hmm. and at, towards the end of it. So, but... Uh, good people, good place. So, uh, w- whatever perceptions we had about each other, I think at least from a staff perspective, those dramatically changed over time for the better.
0: Do you think? Do you do you appreciate the inner workings of the local government uh, in these ways? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things happening, and you're right in the middle of it in some regards. But does the state government, local governments, work efficiently in your mind compared to like maybe the government? The uh, the national government. Do you have any comments on how that whole looks on a general scale? Well, I'm going to plead the
2: fifth on all <laughs> of that. <laughs> I don't know that anything good can come from me commenting yeah, on any sure. of that. It's, it's safe to say, for me, I think mm-hmm. that the, um, the 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 people I was engaged with at a staff level, at the commission level, and the legislators, uh, for example, in Austin, or the mayors, or the city council members, or the commissioners, the county judges, whatever that engaged in that subject matter, all were well-meaning. I mean, clearly, yeah. anybody elected is interested in their area. I yeah, there. If yeah. you're if you're the county judge of Tarrant County, you don't really think a whole lot about Houston right, and right. Harris County, and mm-hmm. nor would you be expected to. Uh, if you're a commissioner from North Texas and you're not looking out for North Texas, then there's something wrong with that because mm-hmm. there's going to be somebody from South Texas and central mm-hmm. Texas. that's doing the same thing. But, but generally I saw people that tried to do the best for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I, that was positive. So when I ended my time there, I think we both agreed that, well, maybe I wasn't Darth Vader and they certainly weren't the death star either. So yeah. we were, well, we were you're good. getting
0: things done, no doubt. I mean, people are going to complain like they're going to complain, but you're getting things done and things are moving forward. So not always at the speed of light. But still, you're getting a positive movement. So, I know okay. uh, we're we're going to talk to you a little bit about this um, bond that expected it's expected to be approved here in November. This four hundred million dollar bond, you were instrumental in that. Um, do you, and we're wondering some of the projects you're expecting to tackle with that money. If if you can talk to that, and how did that process go? Getting that put
2: together. Well, I think the the better people to grade uh, our paper, and there was a committee. I was the chair, but there were fifteen members. Each commissioner had three appointees, and, and I oversaw it. Uh, so they and the public were the better grade of that. But what we did do is, unlike the policy positions I was in where you were expected to take a position on something, uh, I took a position on this just much like I did when I was back on the planning and zoning. So I kind of came full circle. Is I was just... Helping to call the balls and strike. I was the head umpire, and I had a bunch of other umpires, and their role was to really look at the projects in their particular precinct. Because if they didn't stick up for projects in their precinct, who in the heck would? Uh, But the commissioner's court made it relatively painless. I went back to them several times over a three month process to the court in public and asked them questions and posed things to them. And some of them were we probably shouldn't be doing drainage projects. pedestrian and bike path projects. Um, not that those aren't great things to do, but is that the highest and best use of this kind of money? And they could certainly turn up in the countywide initiatives that come on, particularly drainage, if it's something that affects more than one community and the the ped and bike path, same thing. Uh, so they focused on projects and then the big decision they had to make is, you know, we had 24, 25, I can't remember exactly how many communities, um, presented projects, lead agencies, they call them, but cities, Mm -hmm. and uh, do we pick the highest and best based on the ranking we do, on the factors we chose to look at, or do we? um, does every city get a project? And they decided every city would get a project, at least one. What's
0: the ballpark uh, number? 200, shoot,
2: I should have said that earlier, 200 million. So 200 million of the 400 million goes towards um, the call for projects that was put out back in it actually was put out the call itself was back in january or february before i was engaged so by the time i got there they had received these projects and um and then it was my role to to uh uh, you know be the chief umpire if you will gotcha but
1: you did a great job of i mean it's very hard to look at that and not look at those projects as being validated so i mean you were more than the umpire i would argue that you're a little bit of coaches on both side or what is the guy's name from that uh, Moneyball? What was that coach's name Billy Bean? Yeah, Billy Bean. You you kind of <laughs> had that in there too, a little bit. Sure, sure. Well, there was so much data that it was just so precise. I mean, it was really, really well done.
2: Well, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, I'm a data person, an analytical person, so it that came that came really easy to me to to uh, help others guide through that and. I was, as I always have been, when I get appointed, so I'm, I'm going to put in the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I can't say enough about the county uh, senior staff. Of course, I've known G.K. Mania since he came in the door. That was even before my father's time, where English was the county judge then. You know, you know G.K.'s.
0: I absolutely do.
2: Yeah. We
1: went to school with the kids, okay. with All kids. Right. yeah.
2: Well, great gentleman, a great leader, uh, quiet, uh, but, but very forceful. And he has a good set. He had... Kind of shift a little bit. He had a set of, of uh, deputy county administrators that I've dealt with most of them in different capacities, but they were kind of in the huddle. We'd meet once a week, and the consulting firm from Freezing uh, and Nichols, mm-hmm. um, and particularly a gentleman named Chris Bosco, he, he, he looks like he's about 30. And he was the lead guy in terms of the day-to-day work on the 2006 bond election. So I wondered if he was in high school at that point. He was so yeah. young-looking even now. But uh, he was pretty much right out of school. And um, so his experience was very helpful too. Uh, just a good team. And then the individuals involved, I mean, some are more in the weeds than others. And some were specific um, planners for their uh, cities. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, And so they had a leg up on those who were, you know, volunteer citizens on this committee who didn't have to have that background. Mm -hmm. But nobody operated that way. And particularly when the county said, every city gets a project. So that kind of relieved us. Yeah. We, we had to decide the highest and best, but but I argued for, and, and we did this. I mean, the group agreed, the Kelton's agreed is that, well, if every city gets a project, then we ought to give great deference to the one they want most.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think for the most part, they got that. Yeah. Uh, they wanted most. And not surprisingly, when you had additional projects, the larger cities with the bigger land certainly Fort Worth, Arlington, Mansfield got, you know, multiple two or three projects. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was a very fair distribution, I
1: thought. Yeah. And that's November 2nd is that election, right? That's correct. Early voting starts next week? It does, the 18th. And there's a Prop A and
2: Prop B on there? There is. The Prop B I'm not as proficient in, but basically we're building a criminal uh, justice center Mm -hmm. there. And uh, if you haven't had her on, I sure would encourage Sharon Wilson to come on and talk to you about that. We are having her in two weeks. Okay. Right before the election. That's good. Well, she's a great, spokesperson for that project and certainly uh, is the driving architect for okay. it.
1: So I'll ask, uh, this will be kind of in coming around to the end here. You started locally and then you kind of worked your way all around and now you're back locally again. So now, it
2: kind of a circle thing. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that.
1: What is the, um? what's the goodness on that? Or, I mean, there's got to be something that, you know, as you kind of, Get to this point that that you feel good about. I mean, it's a lot of the same people that you probably spoke with throughout all of your varied career. But do you like that kind of being
2: back home a little bit? Well, um, you know, that's a great question. I I, I will uh, thank you for asking that. So my 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 start also uh, because people assumed I knew politics when I knew very little of it. So when I first got here as a lawyer, they assigned me as a as a second chair to the. Uh, the bond lawyers at, at uh, Kelly Hart and Hallman would come over here for the commissioner's courts meeting. And uh, that was pre-GK and pre-Glenn uh, Whitley, uh, pre-my father for sure. And ended up uh, staying around long enough that I got a chance to obviously meet GK and, and then of course, Glenn Whitley and they were instrumental in getting me involved in the very beginning of my transportation work back in the late, te- late, was it two, 2007? Mm-hmm. Um and so now, you know, I kind of came full circle. So I don't know what comes next, but, uh, working for Tarrant County is a good thing. And, um, and I'm glad to have had that opportunity. Oh, sounds like you're I do nothing it. now. I know a little bit more. Yeah. So it sounds like, hey, like
0: you're enjoying what you're doing. So yeah. what do you do when you're not working? What do you do for fun?
2: That's a very good question. Um, mostly, uh, I, we have six grandchildren okay. and I do a lot of, of, um, grandparenting. With yes, yeah. I do. Uh, they call me G dad and, uh, Oh, that's, that's an cool. enjoyable thing. So that, that would be my primary thing.
1: Very good. Okay. So family aside, we always ask everybody this, what was, uh, what has been the best day of your life?
2: <laughs> that was an easy one for me. Um, the best day of my life was, it actually is many days, but the best one had to have been the day that I married Kristen Olsen, which is Kristen Vandegrift. And um, I don't know if we've heard that one. Uh, that is but a but great but answer. He, that, that, that's not even close. She's, you know, my father was a great influence on me, and I, people ask all the time, and I say he was a great influence, but I, the best influence on me was my wife, and followed right behind her was my mother, and then behind them were my three children and my sisters. So they were all probably more influential on me in terms of the person I am than my dad, even though he's a big part of that. Yeah, He, he was kind of like a god on Mount Olympus uh, a lot, and, and, and you admired him, you enjoyed the time with him, you learned from that but he was the voice of god as i said earlier so it was that was wasn't a bad thing because yeah. he was not a he was not a tyrannical voice of god he was a benevolent uh wonderful loving father but those women and uh my children those those were huge influences but you did use familial so have to, yeah, i have to ask that's you again why i've never heard that answer without, i just figured without that all family
0: out. <laughs> all family aside what's your best day of your life yeah um that's where it gets tricky
2: well i i if i wasn't clear on that i'll say it again <laughs> the best in my life was um, when I married Kristen Vandegrift. That was the best day. He's to, He's look at that. To That's it. a political right. answer. It He's is not a political
1: it. answer. It's <laughs> no, a truthful I'm answer. Kidding. I know. It's a truthful answer, yeah. and you did it. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Victor, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you sharing your story. It's Great a job. Pleasure. Thank, you. thank you. See you later. All right.
2: Take care.